All right, so as I honestly expected, uh, Chris's feelings on Kingdom Hearts 3 were complicated. Complicated. Uh, I get the feeling your feelings on Endgame may not be as complicated. No. Avengers Endgame, thoughts? Fun. Entertaining. Okay. I, I, I usually rank Avengers movies by, by the uh, in comparison to the first one, mm-hmm. and what great vibes and how cohesive and consistent that the story is, mm-hmm. and how, like... How consistent characters were in their previous movies mm. to Avengers One and to how they are currently. Yeah, and I think that Endgame was good. I thought it was fun. Uh, I know there's a lot of critical people out there who. It is to... much like Dark Knight Rises in that you can you can find plot holes so easily. You can, especially when you add time travel. Yeah, time travel is tricky, and I'm really yeah. I'm usually really critical about time travel. But I'm of the impression that because they made time travel into less like Back to the Future and yeah, more, no, like, more like multiverse, that's kind the of smarter thing. way to go. Yeah, they we made still, it. They made it more like Dragon Ball Z. Honestly, we still got questions, but yeah, it's. it's yeah. Uh, and I think that they gave themselves a little bit more wriggle room that way. Yes, I'm like, fine, yes. fine, fine, fine. I remember like when they after they're done with the first Avengers in New York, I'm like. That Captain America is gonna have a fucked up future. Mm-hmm. I think it's a Hydra agent, mm-hmm. and Loki told him that Bucky's alive. Yeah, that's going that's going to be several things. Um, and that Loki is escaping. That's what the, his uh, series is going to be about. It's going to be about the Loki we've grown up with. He's he's, he's, he's dead. He's dead yeah. But right, but now there's still evil Loki. There's there's Loki part two, who's evil, who has not made friends with his brother. Who, but he's also probably falling out of favor with Thanos. He's falling so out of favor. Where the fuck Thanos. is he gonna go? We'll see. Yeah, and the Thanos is dead. Both of them. <laughs> well, 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 here's my theory. So, Endgame did its thing. Uh, Tony did the snap, and Thanos is dead. Well, both Thanoses are dead. Oh, yeah, but, Thor killed the original. But I'm of the impression that... He Tony, wished for the multiverse Thanos? Yes. I'm of the impression that Tony killed all Thanoses. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, we, don't, we don't know He yet. wasn't able to really verbalize what yeah. he said he did. Yeah, but, uh, and the reason I say that is because it takes a lot of juice to do, uh, to do like, those kind of wacky universe reality bending spells yeah. that Thanos did. Well, they also say for a normal human just can't handle them. Period. Yeah, yeah. So of course like he burned out and like all of his re- all of his internal resources died. But at the same time I'm still like, you know, did the stones take a lot of energy from a normal human being? Yes. But it really seems like a very mundane kind of wish, quote unquote, mm. to just get rid of that Thanos. And Tony's a smart dude. Tony Tony would be be thinking yeah. five or ten steps ahead, theoretically. So he, want, he was like, think to get rid of every Thanos. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like, I'm getting tired of seeing this purple shithead, and if I'm going to go, I'm taking all of them with me. Yeah. Did you read about the they originally considered how they originally considered introducing the alternate Thanos? How? Uh, he would enter through the portal, he would say that before he left, he went to the Avengers of his world and killed them, and throws Cap's decapitated head to them. Ooh. But they were like, that might be a bit... That, horrifying. That that might be a bit much. Yeah. So yeah, they have to keep it. I thought I thought him unveiling his new plan was ominous enough. It was, yeah. It was I, pretty, I, was, I was literally like, what is the fuck is he planning now? Yeah. Like, what more can you do other than fifty uh, percent off? A hundred percent off? Yeah. And he's like, I'm doing a hundred percent off. I'm like, and I'm assuming he's own army. He's like, rain fire on them. Yeah. Like, he's, what a selfish prick. Yeah, he is. Uh, and I'm like, uh, uh, and of course, when he does this, I'm like, so, in 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 our. And are trying to make Thanos more uh, relatable, well, not relatable, but believable as yeah. a human being, yeah. and strip him of all the quote unquote cartoonish comic book "I am in love with death" kind of villainy. Well, they brought him back to "I'm going to destroy the universe," which is as cliche yeah. as it gets for villains. I think that's one of the for, for vain complaints. Thanos isn't as strong as he was in Infinity War. No, uh, which there's a reason for that. He doesn't have the stones, and he hasn't gone <laughs> through. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I said it. Um, uh, but <laughs> on his face, he's got a big purple nutsack. He for does chin. have that's a big purple. That's what Star Wars says. Yeah, he does. Let her go, Grimace. Um, in story and in game, he's not as strong as he was in Infinity War. Less screen time too. Well, yeah, uh, and that's fine because he's um, he's still a force to be reckoned yeah. with. He took still. down. He took down Thor and Tony and, and Cap like it was nothing. And Cap with a hammer. And Cap with a hammer, which was fucking awesome, yeah. but he still lost. And cut the shield in half. He did. That, yes. And, 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 and he only took... I don't know if he could take down, take down Wanda, and I don't think he could have taken down Captain Marvel without the Power Stone. No, he, there's, there's he's no a way. Cheater. That, that shit was great, though. The headbutt? When, the headbutt, and she just took, She ate that shit. She doesn't care. <laughs> that's like, he, like, he's like, oh! <laughs> he's like... Like, if there was a time when... If he, he was comedic, field, he would say, this is normally when people fall down. Yeah, you know, uh, if he was... If Thanos never felt fear in his entire life, he felt it in that yes. moment, which was like purple time. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. So I wrote some notes. I actually just re-listened to our uh, uh, Infinity War talk. Yeah. Because I remember. Okay, so both speculation and one thing is because you had to wait a week to see Infinity War because of work. You had the Spider-Man death spoil because of the memes. Yeah, I did. Did you see Endgame opening day or I saw it two weeks after? Did you have anything spoiled by that? I did not. Good. Yeah. That's the one you really didn't want anything to spoil because yeah. Spider Man came back. I, 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 um, seeing Spider Man die in Infinity War, so knowing tough. that. Yeah, it was tough. But you know, if they're killing Spider Man, you know he has to come if back. If they're killing Black Panther. If they're killing Black Panther, you knowing know. they had it too in the contract. They're killing Doctor Strange, if they're killing every Guardian, but two of them, yeah. Yeah. yeah but it was not a question of if, but how. Yeah. And actually, we were looking back on because we speculated how they're going to bring it back. Mm-hmm. I guess time travel, we're with, with the time stuff. So you, uh, so you basically won that bet. Well, I, not the method. Okay. Because I don't think people were thinking about Ant-Man as being the key to that. You had guessed, you made the uh, Full Metal Alchemist comparison. I they're did. all in the truth. They're, they're, they're all in the door, it's like, yeah. No, they're 100% gone, but we didn't think about uh, that the, the, the someone with the gauntlet could do the, the same thing in can reverse. Do, can just reverse the snap or yeah. bring them back from yeah. the dead or something. But uh, ultimately, or, and yeah. ultimately, that was a big plot point in terms of what it takes. I think they confirmed uh, Hulk's arm is gone. Pretty mm-hmm. much. He's going to he, keep that sling. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, his, his arm's not going to heal, which sucks, but they've... I mean, he I, already got such a big amount of growth with him in this he, movie. He did. And We're I not going to see a regular kind of again. I personally think they could have done a little bit more with the Hulk. I'm not sure what. Um, well, the fact that he, well, you know, of the remaining, of the six, he, Thor, and Hawkeye are still around. Yeah. Because I think those actors are still interested in more. Yeah. So we'll probably. They're just not going to be mainstays and the spotlight's not going to be could, on them. He could, he maybe get, he could get another Avengers or Ragnarok equivalent again. He could. It would, and it would be nice. Um, it's just, uh, I, I personally think that the Hulk could have been used more as a character instead of basically handicapping him. Oh. I, I, it seems, it seems like, it, it seems more like, uh, an excuse than a reason. Okay. To, to, to just, you know, debilitate yeah, his arm. Understandable. And I, I see that more as a disappointment more mm-hmm. than as like, you know, an opportunity. Or, or more as a, as an opportunity to bring in newer yeah. characters. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we'll see. We, yeah, if that's we've got three. We've got three still around. We've mm-hmm. technically got one more Black Widow thing. It's we just do. I, I'm disappointed to find out it's not going to be an origin story. It's set in between uh, Civil War and Infinity War, like what she was doing when she and Tony were when she and uh, Cap were fugitives. All right, yeah, that would be cool. But I guess that's also a reason like we can't like make Natalie Portman look uh, Sarjo look like 15 years younger. <laughs> she's, she's been other than uh, other than Robert Downey Jr. She's the mainstay who's been around the longest. Yeah, that's right. They, they recast Rhodey and uh, Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing I wanted to say, because uh, you were really, one of your favorite things about Infinity War was feeling for Thor the most you felt in a while. Yeah. How'd you feel about his arc in Endgame? Because they, they made it front and center. Uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, like, I I wish I felt a little bit more about his mom 
like being okay with dying. Well, uh, my favorite thing about that is that it's the most growth she ever and personality she ever got. True, true. Is that the, the one thing when she dies in Dark World has no impact? She had like three lines. That's true. This was like let's get let's 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 give Renee Rousseau they, a, a moment. They, and they did that. And they did that purposely. I'm going to appreciate that because she was in the remake of Thomas Crown Affair, which is one of her favorite movies ever. And I'm, and I'm glad that she had time to really like be. I was going witch's darling. I can tell. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally from the future. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that she had time to be a character instead of being a trope, which is be a mentor. Mom, yeah, instead of being like mom's going to die. And I'm like, oh, cool. All right. Yeah, it's like, who was she before? Odin's wife. Okay, what else? Neat. Yeah. But she had time to actually, like, console her son, which is a real fucking thing. Yes. And maternal figures do that. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I think it's, I I, I think it's missing the forest from the trees and, and inevitably lazy Mm. for a lot of people to look down on Thor's growth in Endgame. Uh, not not so much where it's like, oh, they turn him into a big man, baby. He's supposed to be the people, guardian. People were complaining about fat shaming. Yeah, uh, which I can see. Sure, um, but when in my in my experience, I thought they focused on it less as the movie went. Yeah, when I uh, back uh, back a few years ago, when I was depressed, I did gain weight. Not. Not Thor weight. Yeah. But it was... I'm still doing depression and I've gained some weight. There you go. Well, some of it, but not all But that's not everyone's case, so there's that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there was that comic relief kind of aspect. What other time are you going to have Tony Colm Lebowski? There's that. That's and I, Tony's dad. <laughs> and I think that is the one... To, I think that's part of the reason they did that, so they could use that joke. And it was a good joke, I have to Even admit. Even though it opens questions like, did Obadiah Stane ever get called Lebowski also? Yeah. <laughs> and like, who else is in this universe? Uh, Tony mentioned Squidward. So does that mean that Spongebob exists? Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Dora does. Limited edition watch. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that Dora movie's getting good reviews. That's crazy. That is crazy. In a time when the Lion King and Aladdin that tweet. are not. <laughs> yeah, that and what's the other one? Anyway. Anyway. Um, I do think that there is weight behind Thor being fat shame. But even beyond that, there's a lot of really bad faith criticism on Thor, quote unquote, not being a man in this film. He was suffering from trauma. He was suffering. Yeah. It all comes from not going for the head. He couldn't go. One, he couldn't go for the head. Two, he, uh, his entire he had already of, lost everyone before yeah, that. He's yeah. already lost everyone, yeah. he, especially his brother, his family, uh, Heimdall, a lot yeah. of his other warrior friends. Though, and I, I, you know, we only didn't we didn't learn until this movie that the other Ragnarok newcomers were okay. Yeah, they were purposely nebulous about it. Yeah, they're they're very nebulous. about Also, it, but Fortnite is definitely canon in Mencia. Fortnite is definitely canon. He's back. Um, but in that regard, I do think that I think Thor's growth in Endgame was fine. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that it was a major part of the film because th- in the beginning of the film, Thor did kind of fuck up. Yeah. There's nothing else that anyone could do. I actually noticed he only has two lines in that opening section before the yeah. time jump. Yeah. It's, I like this one, I went for the head. He is... He's, he's, he's fucked up. Yeah. And, when that, and once it, really comes, it comes clear, they can't bring everybody back with Thanos. Yeah. That's immense that he's... He's, he's, yeah. he's, you know, he's scarred. Yeah, and... We forget that Ragnarok happened and his entire planet's yeah. gone. Yeah. And that was that was the thing in Infinity War, like, what more do I have to lose? Yeah. And a it's lot. not it's not like it's a Clark Kent situation where uh Clark loses his planet but never knew about his home. Because no, he was a kid. No. This is a Earth was not his home. No. This was a um, no Thor is a man who grew up on his planet, got to know his people, lost his father, yeah. lost his mother, lost his brother, lost his planet, lost, lost his, his people, lost his purpose. Couldn't save the universe. Consistently losing. Yeah. 
I, I failed to see like how else you're supposed to feel at your lowest I, point. It, that is one of my favorite character things about this movie is just making you realize how the past three movies have been a steady deconstruction of Thor. Yeah. When they were like this regal path we've had with the first one was not working as, as much as we hoped. Let's invert it. Especially yeah. by the end when he gives it to, he gives New Asgard to uh, Valkyrie. Yeah. He admits I've been the past five years boozing myself you're a real king. You're a yeah. real queen. And I mean I was hoping I'm still hoping he's going to be in Guardians 3 but now we've got Love and Thunder happening. Yeah. And also, whoever thought we'd see Natalie Portman come back. That, Apparently, Taika Waititi sat her down and been like... That was a big surprise yeah. to me, because I was sure that she was not coming yeah, back. Yeah, her and Hugo Weaving. They recast Red Skull. Yeah. But she was showing up at the premiere. They didn't. She didn't record any new footage for Endgame. That was all from Dark World. But yeah, yeah. So, on one other real quick question. What were your most... If you didn't cry, what were your most emotional parts? The most emotional parts... I gotta say, the time travel part was a bit of a beeline for me. Uh, or... Not not beeline. It's the, the most word. comedic part, it's, except for what happens just to it, Sasha. It is comedic and it is fun, but it's also it's also the point where I wasn't expecting anything new to happen. Like there's there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. Yes, but I'm still like okay. I was worried about that. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of like, all right, when are we going to get past this so we can fight Thanos? Which is you know that part is fine. That's that's the act two lull, and I'm all I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So because it wasn't like. It wasn't boring, no. but it wasn't it wasn't terribly exciting either. You kind of feel, I think we'll have to say, it definitely feels like three movies. Each yeah. Act. yeah, it does. First one is like Logan, second is Time Heist, third, last yeah. Avengers movie. And you know what? I think Ant-Man does provide that good comedic aspect to you it. You can be so happy. I yeah, love just yelling, you're repeating yourself like multiple times is, is definitely hilarious. That's America's ass. Yeah. Uh, there are some good lines and there are some good moments in that. But, and it's, I, I think that part is more of a tribute to yes, all the characters. It really is. Yeah. It really, like, that, that must have been the impetus behind it. Like, yeah. one last hurrah for a lot of, like, you know, we're probably not going to see Howard Stark in the ancient one again. No. Which is a shame, but they, that, it's the end of the story. And you got to move on if you want, if you want to stay fresh. Yeah. And, you know, some of the actors were ready to move on, though apparently, uh, it was, very emotional for Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. to film their last I scenes. Heard. Like, apparently when they finished the very last scene with him and uh, Anthony Mackie, everybody was just tearing up. Yeah. It's, it, this has been a long journey for everyone yeah. involved. People compared it to serialized television. Mm-hmm. Since eventually they bumped it up three movies a year, you're getting, you know, nine, three, nine half hours. We're, we're all, ten half hours of, mo- of and movie. We, we all forget, like, uh, like, uh, when, 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 like, a big movie like, like the, like, Marvel uh, and stuff happens. Yeah. Like, we... We only see like all the happy parts. We we always see like, and this is what we're going to do, and you can tell all the passion, usually all the good stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, this one devoted a third of it, so let's it's, be sad. It's a profession. It's a professional way of, of marketing the film. Oh yeah. Um, but we don't see like the arguments. We don't see like the the, the, the that the, opening the where Tony goes off on Cap. Yeah, that was crazy. It was crazy. I think it's. I think plot wise, uh, I didn't buy it. But not not acting wise, only uh, only no. so far as like character wise. That's like the most legit pissed, other than when he found out what Bucky did. He was pissed, but then I was like, "You didn't call Cap last movie, <laughs> so." Still on you. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's been one of your. Oh, and I meant to ask you because when we did our Neutral Marvel talk, you you had kind of soured on Tony over time, both with his sequels and you know things being his fault technically. I did. So now that his story's over, what are your feelings on Tony as a whole? I feel kind of more uh, I, I'm 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 in a weird kind of limbo here <laughs> because um, emotional purgatory well it, it, I, I am because when if uh, when I first when I first got into the Marvel films with 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 Iron Man I was not a fan of this Tony archetype you know rich billionaire playboy who gets one night stands yeah gets booze. gets everything in one I'm like this guy sounds like an asshole why should I like him yeah and the movie is like well you know he gets to grow and stuff and I'm like it still seems like an asshole. And 
over time, like Tony reveals, like he's sides to him. Well, he he does reveal sides to him. I'm like, okay, I like him. More. I think what certainly helps was was developing the paternal side, both yeah. Peter and then Morgan, which I liked more. Um, I have to say that um, over um, like over the course of these movies, I do feel better about Tony. Yeah. I think part of that is me uh, is me coming to terms with you know, Chris. Um, the actors are not the characters they play. So maybe grow up a little bit. The problem was Robert Downey Jr. I I had problems because of his history. Not not really not really Robert Downey Jr. or his history. I just had problems with that archetype. Like around uh, around this time, like we see uh, in in modern day media, we see a lot of that archetype. We kind of glorify it a little. Sometimes villainized. Usually one it's one extreme or the other. Sometimes, but I mean with. The '80s were really big on that. Oh, Wall Street. Yeah, <laughs> and so I have. So my natural inclination is when I see that, it is to buck up against it hard because cult- cultural tastes have shifted. Well, yeah, uh, but I also just don't like assholes. Of course. So uh, I really had. That's to, why like, Cap didn't like him in his first movie. I don't like bullets. Yeah, which is probably why I like Cap. But huh. uh, but when I when I took a step back and I really reexamined why I felt that way, I was like, okay, Chris. RDJ is not this character. No. He's playing the character. You, you, you can't do that. You can't criticize the person for being uh, for acting like the person that you're paying money to see. So I took so I took a step back and I was like, okay, that's fair. So uh, and now the end game is over, and now I've taken a, a, now I have a better lens and to uh, 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 now I have a better lens in looking at these characters and seeing, where, and seeing where he ends up. And seeing where he ends up, I'm like, okay, all right. Okay, that's fine, and, and it, it sucks because. And I think we, I think we did get away from another thing. I was asking, what were the most emotional parts for you? That was an emotional part. Tony's whole Tony, Tony sacrificing himself legitimately for the universe, which is like it's not subtle. <laughs> but the Tony in Iron Man one wouldn't have done that probably. He probably wouldn't, especially because he wasn't a dad yet. Especially seeing as though that Doctor Strange. Being a rich, arrogant prick yeah. like Tony has to tell him this is what you have to do with one finger. With one finger, not the middle one. Yeah, but essentially saying you kind of have to sacrifice yourself, dude. It's the only way. It's and going that's to work. one of the biggest reasons he can't tell anybody how it has to go. People yeah. are pointing out if you're rewatching Infinity War when he first does it, it's like Tony asks, he's saying like I spoke for fifty million, and Tony goes, "How many do we win?" He looks at him like really great. Well, he says it really like he chokes up for a second. One, yeah, because he's looking in the face. He knows. Yeah, he knows that it's got to be Tony who does it, but he can't tell him. <laughs> yeah, he and it's it's it, it, it fucking sucks. Um, knowing that Tony sacrifices himself for the universe, seeing like the growth that he is, um, um, that it, uh, that is written into his character. There are some things that are inconsistent, in which you know I'm gonna uh, which I'm gonna buck uh, which I'm gonna buck up against, but not a big deal. Okay, I think it's worth it. I yeah. mean, the fact that. Tony built himself a family, knowing that he had to leave his family, knowing that basically having his, uh, not, not illegitimate son, what's the word? Oh, his uh, surrogate son. His surrogate son die in his arms. Yep. Uh, that fucked him up. Yeah. yeah, And that fucked everyone up. That fucked true, the entire true, world true, up. True, Didn't true. fuck me up because I was like, nah, shit. Because <laughs> I was like, I haven't even seen the movie and now I know that happens. Thanks, so, Twitter. Thanks, Twitter. You're making my life a better time. Cool. Twitter rarely does that. Yeah, rarely. Uh, so, I didn't choke up, but I but did, you felt. But I did feel bad. It's like me at Toy Story Three. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck, uh, <laughs> damn, Tony." Yeah, you had to do it, and that and was a shame. Now. It felt right though. Uh, 
Well, both for me because it feels like his arc has done. I don't know where else I could take that his arc interesting This places. is true. And, you know, it's top, that's part of the reason that this is a finale kind of type of thing. Like, time for new blood. Yeah. We've got we got some more recent heroes. We're about to get more. We're about to get Shang-Chi. Um, like, who, who knows what else we'll see. So, you know. Yeah. And did you I, like Cap's wrap-up, too? I did like Cap's wrap-up. And it was, it was the one thing that I wanted. And that was for him to have his last dance. With, and that life with Peggy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was... Uh, and. They gave me what I wanted there. Yeah. So uh, I was, as long as that happened, I was actually okay with the movie. Because knowing that they actually gave Steve like a good send-off mm-hmm. showed me that they were actually thinking of the characters yeah. more. I was worried so, that they were just going to straight up kill them. Yeah, but knowing that they did Thor a good service, knowing that they did yep. Tony a good job. and This could be the last movie. I think the only thing that they kind of tease is like what's next for the Guardians and Gamora. Yeah. Which obviously we're gonna find out eventually. <laughs> so there's that five year gap, like after, mm-hmm. like Tony and Steve still were still bucking, uh, were still not cool after. Tony Civil went War. off to a cabin with his family. Yeah, and you know they came over, and he Tony was cordial. He was like, "Come on in, let's get drinks." And you can tell there's still a little animosity yeah. there. And then once they started talking about the plan, yeah, he pushed him on first, and then thinking about Peter and and stuff. He's yeah, like, mm. but he was still when uh, when he started thinking about it a little a little bit more, he was still. Hesitant. He was still very hesitant, and he didn't talk to uh, he didn't talk to um, Pepper. Well, yeah, he did he, talk to Pepper. About he, it. he did talk to Pepper, and yeah. she's the one who convinces him. Yeah, and and, and, I, and, I and love- he says goodbye to him. Like she, she was aware of what could have. Apparently, people were saying in one of the earlier movies, like she says something like, "You can't just walk away from single rules so many times. Eventually, you're gonna kill yourself doing it. I don't want to be there when it happens." Yeah, and but it happened, but she was there, and she was there, and the fact that uh, a lot of people look at it as. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow is giving Tony permission to do this. I'm like, have you been married? <laughs> like, it, it's yeah. it's that's what you do in a relationship. You you talk about big decisions. It's yeah. not like the the dude does the big surprising thing to wow his wife. Not and anymore. No, no. I mean, it, it, you shouldn't. Like, no. it's not healthy. No. Uh, and, and even if you flip that, it's I, not. healthy. I think that's another one of my favorite things about this whole arc is seeing him and Pepper's bond grow over time. Yeah. Um. Kind of a great point to end at too, but she apparently with Patrick might be done with it too. Like uh-huh. I can't see any reason outside of a cameo for her to show up. Yeah, I mean, uh, by this point, it's just her and the daughter. So yeah. and they're I still mean, they're still Rhodey and Happy. Who, yeah, Happy was in Far From Home, That's so I, I think we'll see Rhodey again too. Yeah, I think that aside from a couple characters, that mo- uh, that Endgame did everybody uh, did everybody pretty nice. well, and it was a fun time. It was fun. Yeah, I had a good time. It's not it's not on my top five. No, it's of, not Black Panther. No, uh, it's not. Well, by this point, it's not Spider Verse, but that, just, oh, we're talking MCU though. MCU, yes, yes no. it's not Black Panther yeah. or uh, Captain America Two. Yeah. Far From Home had the unfortunate; it didn't have to just come out after Endgame; it had to come out after Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah. But at this point, like, I'm okay with what's oh, um, what, with how the characters have yeah. been. And are you still curious for some of the stuff going forward? I'm curious. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to keep an eye on it for it. I'm still not sold on Disney Plus because I think I've given them enough of my money. <laughs> but uh, you know. It, I'll keep an eye on what's happening. I'll bet the, that the show still won't be as essential as movies. I'm not happy about Black Widow dying, though. Uh, would you rather her solo movie be her last hurrah? I mean, I'm sure... Like, and, like, in the present? I'm sure it will, but... Like, her dying in Endgame, like, it just felt like... It felt very sudden. It's it's sudden. It also I, plays, with, it plays with who's going to be her or Hawkeye. Yeah, and... I, I, we all know it's not going to be Hawkeye. Like I wasn't... No, I know I was watching I wasn't sure. Really? Hmm? 
Was, they play with it. They're like two fake outs. They they did do. A good and you, couple, you look at logistics. It's like he's got a family to go back to, and she doesn't. That's what and that's what pinned me down to it because mm-hmm. I was like, they got to give him the family, or else we're not going to feel great about this. I've seen them. Yeah, but you know, they also want to get our emotions. They do, but one, we don't know that much about Black Widow's family. She where, doesn't. Where else she? Go, where else is she going to go with her character? And I have to be honest, I like a lot of people didn't like. Hulk and Black Widow. No, it kind of fell out of nowhere for me. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of people now ship her and Steve. I mean, that that made more sense. Yeah, and if Hawkeye wasn't married, I ship them. Yeah, but I have to say, like, when the Hulk and Black Widow thing happened, I was kind of okay with it. But at the same time, I was like, it kind of feels like they don't know what to do with Black they, Widow. Oh, that's 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 how I felt. Yeah, it was. It may have been the hesitance to give her a solo flick. Yeah, and, uh, and so when they killed her, I felt like, come on, you not can, yet. You can try. <laughs> you can do something with her. And they went, well, Chris will meet you in the middle and give her a prequel. Uh, I okay, I guess you didn't have to kill her though. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, film maybe, Twitter. Maybe that was also a case of ScarJo being ready to move on. Maybe man, and, and do this in solo, and I'm done. And, and you know what, like. That's that's totally valid because there's he's been doing this for a long time. A lot of character and all the whole original six. Ten years is a long time, yeah. and and people are when Endgame happened and and then and, and the original six were like, all right, we're done. Uh, well, maybe we'll pop in, but that's really it for us. Well, half of them are still alive. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, they're like, you know, we're not going to come back for our own movies. Oh no, no. Yeah. Uh, I know there are people who are like, ah, that's Thorwell. Bull- well, Thorwell. But people, I know there are people who are like, ah, that's bullshit. But it's like. No, it's ten, all right. Ten years is a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we should probably be wrapping up because we still we got we got like a little over an hour left. And oh shit! To our main topic. Yes. yes. But uh, final thoughts on on Endgame. Please see Endgame. It's enjoyable. It's entertaining. If I mean, I'm sure if you're like a film buff, you might find a couple of weird inconsistencies. Yes, but you will. know, but you know what? It's it's a fun movie, and yep. you're gonna ha- and like with characters uh, doing amazing comic book things. Yep. Uh, there, <laughs> there are funny out of nowhere scenes. And oh yeah, Act Two kind of drags a little bit, but it does. It, it is like a great amalgamation of everything that these characters and, and these act, yeah these actors have been through, and you get to see them in their best moments. Yeah, no, it's a good. It's also it can be hard to pull off a satisfying end. Like I'm, I'm just looking how like we have Avengers fans in one and one camp, Game of Thrones fans in the other. Ooh, don't, ooh, I'm glad we're not doing a Game of Thrones cast. I'm glad I never watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. So it's it's so props to you know Russos and all the producers and everybody. Yeah. Uh, that was a that was a tricky thing to balance. But um, I'm gonna pause. What we have here and save. And uh, I got pee. All right. I just want everybody to know that. Mm-hmm. You participate in the most important Mortal Kombat in history. This tournament, the tenth after nine Outworld victories, will determine Earthrealm's fate. If you defeat all of your opponents, you will face one final challenge. Me. So, as per usual tradition, since Chris hadn't been on in quite a while, I was like, Chris, you can pick our main topic. And he threw one out there that I thought would be a very good pick but and for me to kind of dip my toes into one that i've been meaning to for a long time because it's one of the most iconic game franchises out there but uh chris has had a longer time experience with it well it's starting earlier i would say say. there's a break we'll talk about it Mm -hmm. chris when did you do you first remember becoming aware about mortal kombat i got aware about mortal kombat thanks to an arcade system arcade system an arcade cabinet at my barber shop when I was a kid oh my god that's the coolest barber shop ever yeah so I mean uh, they just 
they had virtual fighter they, or they had some fighting game maybe street fighter at the time there were a lot um uh virtual fighter came later but uh they definitely had Mortal combat and of course they had the blood option on uh, <laughs> of course they had Liu kang he didn't look like he didn't look like a um, red bandana, fiery uh, kicks of fire, Liu Kang. He looked like Bruce Lee in the first one. Right, they had the bandana on long hair later. Yeah, and I thought that was actually pretty cool. And like it was, it looked so uh, real. Yeah, back then <laughs> it, did. it did. So me and my dad actually kind of bonded over that game. Oh, your, your parents weren't. Your dad wasn't against it. No, he wasn't. Ah, oh, you were lucky because that's actually that's the read. That's the opposite thing. That's the read. That's why I, I got into it so late. Oh. Uh, this is a series notorious for mm-hmm. its violence. Of course. Uh, even, I mean, particularly, I look at the newest stuff and look cool as shit. But, um, yeah, this was, so a little bit, do you know about how the game came about? No. So I, I Googled it, the first one. So it was, uh, do you know the name, who the creators are? Uh, uh Not yeah, Yawn and Clear Throat, I'm no, sorry. No, sorry, sorry. Um, I've heard their names before, but please remember. Ed Boone and John Ed Tobias. Okay. Noob Saibot. It's an in-joke because they're last names. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it was at Midway back when they were still around doing arcade games. So what, the way it originally happened was they were pitched by Universal, whoever owned the film. They were going to do a licensed game based on Universal Soldier, the Van Damme movie. Mm-hmm. They came up with the idea, maybe we can get Van Damme on board. And they had been messing with or interested in the idea of you know digitizing, using photographs and incorporating those real-life images into a game. Mm-hmm. And like you can play as a real Van Damme wandering yeah. around. That deal fell through, but I guess they had done enough preliminary work or design or, or te- technical work. They were like, let's do something original with this. And in fact, that's how they also came up with Johnny Cage. He's, yeah. a, he's a tribute to 90s action stars. Mm-hmm. And that is how the first Mortal Kombat happened. I don't know how they individually came up with every character and, and the, the crazy backstory about NetherRealm and EarthRealm and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm guessing, I, I'm sorry, I didn't have time to do a lot of research, but I'm guessing part of the uh, idea for the violence, the fatality, is to help it stand out. Yeah. They were like, we'll have that and we'll have more realistically looking people. Because back then you compare it, like Street Fighters, like, you know, a cartoon or an anime, and most games with sprites were, and it's like, that's real! This mm. is the future! It's Dragon Slayer all over again! Yeah, yeah. Um, and that really helped it catch on, and it was a colossal, it was a, an overnight success yeah. pretty much, which led to, to, well, three direct arcade sequels, and uh, a bunch of spinoffs, uh, movies, TV shows, merchandise, like, it was a juggernaut of the yeah. uh, mid-90s. And it never went away, but around the end of the 90s, um, I feel like it was a, uh, and I'll just say real quick before we, before we move on, again, I was very aware of it. I was reading magazines and I was seen in arcades. Uh, my parents were very firm about, um, you know, stuff that was, you know, the equivalent of an R rating. Yeah. Because it's also one of the games that, that, you know, Congress lost their shit about and it was the reason we had the ESRB. You can't, you can't see it, but I'm rolling my yeah, eyes right yeah. now. These, these violent video games, they're responsible for the... <laughs> have you seen the distorted videos, Twitter? Yeah, I have. They it's, took Trump and they were like... Rrr, rrr, rrr. It's, it's such... Bull- it's, it's an argument that oh, it's always around. It's such bullshit. Did it's, you read about him inviting uh, game representatives? I'm sure, like, isn't this violent? Isn't this violent? Okay, on that, on that note. But uh, that, that, this was, that, was the, that was Joe Lieberman in the 90s. Yeah. That in Night Trap, the cheesiest game in the world. Yeah. Night, Night Trap. Night Trap threw people for a loop. <laughs> and looking at it now... It's it's harmless. It's the stupidest shit. It's harmless bullshit. And it's kind of the same as Mortal Kombat because even though it was gory as shit, there was such a sense of humor, tongue in cheek, to a lot of it. It was it was like nineties juvenile. Yeah, like it's the implication. Silly. It's the implication of violence, and at the time we didn't have anything like it. Yeah. So of course yeah. it was like it was top tier. You probably should. You kids probably should. Did you ever hear? Apparently, this. a representative Astro Lieberman uh, will have you played Night Trap. I don't have to. It's filth. <laughs> uh, uh, politicians uh, yeah but uh, Mortal Kombat was 
I, I mean, to be fair, it's like it, we had not seen a guy rip out a guy's head and spine in that sort of amount of detail. No, before. we haven't. No, but did they really think kids were going to go ripping each other's spines out? I guess they did. I guess I guess they thought that like good Christian values shoot lightning and teleport. <laughs> I guess they thought that witchcraft. Good, that's I, it. Yeah, I guess they thought that good Christian values were uh, pertinent or, or pertinent to. Uh, pressing a combo combination yeah. of buttons and making I mean, the pixel person do yeah, the thing. See, my parents are Catholic, but it wasn't even that. They were just like, "There's that's a lot of blood and killing. We don't want him thinking that's okay." Yeah. I remember back in the day, they, the first one they got me that they got me, that they let me play in terms of T rating was Killer Instinct, the Japanese mm-hmm. version. But even I remember mom going, "Oh, just that title. That sounds horrible." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she didn't even know. If only she knew about the ultra combos. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Mortal Kombat was my most vivid uh, shot of memory of Mortal Kombat 3 was, I mean, Mortal Kombat in general, but it's ties to 3. So when I was 8, it was, I think, October, September of 1995, my mom let me buy from news to my first issue of Nintendo Power. I missed out on its early years, like most up till the late SNES era. Yeah. And the cover Aww. for that, oh, Cleo's meowing. I'll, I'll, I'll get to her. Uh, the cover story was Mortal Kombat 3 with moveless and fatalities and all that. Mm-hmm. And I, that is got what got me, uh, familiar with the roster. Particularly oh. from Mortal Kombat 3, but there were a lot of holdovers from the first two. Mm-hmm. And that's how I learned, oh yeah, this is Sonya. Um, this is, Johnny Cage wasn't in that one. Here's this Luke Kane. This is Raiden. This is Striker. <laughs> <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is Jax. This there, is, there are Sub-Zero. some, there are some Striker fans out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, saying, all I, two of there's, them. there's some silly character concepts. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's very tongue-in-cheek. This is Cabal. This is, yeah, it was, this is Sub-Zero without a mask. Yeah. This is Smoke. Um, and so that was kind of all I had to go off for a while. Where there's smoke, there is fire. No, if, if you played Mortal Kombat 10, or 9, I think it's 9. I did a while ago, though. Yeah. More, it, that's, smoke says that a lot. <laughs> it always made me giggle. I mainly played the story mode in it. But, um, so, but that's the thing. You were really into the first three. Mm-hmm. When it was at the, but uh, there was a kind of lull uh, starting with when they finally went 3D with Mortal Kombat 4. Yeah, which by all accounts was kind of it didn't, it didn't go great. No, it didn't. Did you play Mortal Kombat 4? I didn't. I saw screenshots of it. and I was like, mm, this looks lame. <laughs> it's not the same without the real people. And I saw I saw like footage of it. And I was like, I was like, well, maybe it'll look better in, in motion. And then no, I saw did, that, and yeah. I was like. Yeah, it didn't look right. Yeah, now, granted, this wasn't a uh, Bubsy 3D equivalent that killed the series. No, but it didn't, uh, it didn't really interest me. Interest went down. It wasn't a phenomenon anymore. They kept doing a sequel through like the PS2 generation. Yeah. I think uh, Mortal Kombat 4 was the only one of that generation. It was on like PS1, MC4, and Dreamcast. And then they did like I guess they did uh, five through seven. Then on PS3, they did I guess eight was the versus DC universe, which I also heard was kind of yeah. Uh, I remember hearing people say there was a thing. One of DC's rules: hey, no fatalities. Yeah, and I was like, oh, th- that's part that's, of Mortal that's Kombat. The point. But it's it, but it was fun at least uh, at least okay uh, and it, the I'm, story I, mode was pretty and good. it led to the injustice game which is why I've yeah. shared my love for um, but it was around the time they did they after that they were like let's do a new Mortal Kombat core game for that PS3 360 generation and they had the idea let's kind of reboot it mm-hmm. with the concept of this game will retell the events of one through three which we couldn't really before because of time and budget and stuff and, and technology with the gimmick that Raiden uh, sends a message from the future to try and alter things. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't go well. No, it doesn't. But we, we gave us a very different story going forward. Mm-hmm. And then you get to 10 and 11 where it's like, we're doing chime jumps, we're doing offspring, we're doing relatives, and yeah. then just crazy new characters. Like, can you imagine Ferator in the yeah. old games? Yeah, so... No, you can't. That'd be no, crazy. I mean, no, they, they will look, they, they look... Well, I can imagine them, but they would look like, oh, I don't know, 
Red Ninja number three. Well, Green that's, Ninja number that's two. That's something that I, I also find really funny about the old ones. So much palette swapping going on. Yeah. Which anyway, is, the moves were different, but which, it was clearly the same guy. Which, is what, which is what I liked about the new generations. Because, yeah, they redesigned a lot of them. Well, not only did they redesign, but they, they, took, and they took some inspiration and some callbacks from the older middle games that you probably didn't play. Right. I, I personally have heard of mytho- uh, Mortal Kombat mythologies or Sub-Zero mm. mythologies. Well, it's Mortal I, Kombat mythologies, semicolon, Sub-Zero. Yeah, but I never played it. Yeah, no, so, most spinoffs don't, seriously, don't have a good history with them. Yeah, but 9, 10, and 11 uh, have some pretty good callbacks to it. Even 11 yeah. has some pretty neat callbacks to yeah. Shaolin monks. I, I remember it was pretty cool. When I played 10, this character, I think it's called Tanya or something popped up. I was like, who the fuck is Tanya? Yeah. She's just in mythology. She's just in mythologies. But and of course, they're still not going to make her a playable character. They're like, no. Nah. Tanya, Tanya, Tanya. Um, and Shinnok was in uh, was the final boss of mythology as he well. Was. Now he was a villain in ten. He was uh, Tanya. Who was Tanya again? I. She's got like a, a short hair, short black and white hair. She was in ten as a dumb downloadable character. So oh, she's DLC. Yes. Okay. I only got the uh, the slasher characters. Mm-hmm. They've gotten really crazy with some of the. They have, and it's cool as shit. Here's Kratos and Freddy Krueger. Yeah, Freddy. Here's Kruger. Jason, Leatherface, Alien yeah. and Predator. Alien Predator were cool. And it bled over in Injustice 2. Here's the Ninja Turtles and Hellboy. Oh, yeah. And Mortal Kombat characters. <laughs> yeah! Uh, I th- isn't uh, Joker going to be a uh, d- DLC for... See, someone I, from Injustice is going to be in it. There's going to be a DC death fighter. So, I uh, see, I don't know about that. But, um, okay, so the newest Mortal Kombat game, Mortal Kombat 11... Yes, which I have not, I have owned for like a month. I haven't played yet, so you'll have to... Do you, do, uh, do you want me to spoil something? You can spoil whatever you want. I, okay. I, I, so, uh, one of the DLCs is Shang Tsung. Uh, that the, I did read about this. Yeah, he is the he, he the, is the old character from the Mortal Kombat that movie. Yes, is the, That's is awesome. the actor. It is so cool. Yeah. Um, nine, ten, and eleven do amazing jobs of calling back to the old films. Absolutely. Um, Johnny K. There's there's a much bigger focus on Johnny Cage, the character. Yeah. Um, he is the the final hero of ten. Is his daughter. Yeah. Uh, even even nine does a pretty good job of setting up Johnny Cage. Oh, he's he's it's the same as the first movie. He's a jokester. Yeah, but then they kind of they build his character from there. He becomes really lovable. Like yes, he's in a, ten, he's less of a of a airhead. He's a, yeah. he's a he's a veteran. Yeah, and he's 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 now like a, I don't want to say forced to be reckoned with, but the care the player can imprint themselves yeah. on Johnny in the game. And I also feel like uh, ten was a sh- was a mark was a was a, I want to go back to to chronological stuff. But I will yeah. say I feel like. Uh, I did play through. I played through nine and ten stories. I'm going to play eleven. And for this episode, I finally played the original three. And we'll go back to this. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like ten marks a point where I feel like doing justice might have had a uh, an impact on the writing crew. Uh, it throws a lot of the cheesiness away it in does. comparison. In I comparison, mean, nine was very goofy. There's there's, there's still some goofiness in of ten. No, you don't want. I don't want it stripped out. No, no, that's part of Mortal Kombat. But it is taken. Uh, like they, I did they, not take the, the, the nine's plot seriously until the end when they killed two thirds of the cast. Yeah, uh, they do. Yeah, nine. Nine killing two thirds of the cast didn't really make me very happy. Uh, yeah, but ten, however, does a pretty good job of undoing some of that, and it balances it, or at out. least keeping them playable. Keeping as keeping them playable, rates or whatever they were. Well, uh, uh, as an example, Jax. Yeah, they they brought him back. Yeah, they brought him back. Jax has a wonderful storyline. Yeah, he's getting 10. back. He's a farmer. Yeah, he's got metal arms and his daughter. I was gonna, and I, was, I want to talk to you about Jax. I remember even at eight. Um, Playable black protagonists weren't that much. There's still thing. not that much of a thing, but that was the Jax was the first time I remember seen. It. I remember he was an eight year old. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, and then doing crazy things where because I I didn't know in two he had normal arms. Yeah, uh, so uh, they they talk about it a lot, and you get to relive it in nine and ten. 
uh, noob Cybot shows up and he's like, ah, I took away her arms and shit. And Jax. Jax uh, don't, don't got time for that. Jax don't has a shit out of him. He's like, that's all in the past. Um, I so, love that his farmer, it's a skin. It's a skin. Farmer Jax. So, uh, I love that part of mm-hmm. 10 so much because. Growing up, Jax was the he was the, he was the gotcha guy, and he just punched a dude in the face and threw off. He had and he had a great personality in the movies, but he wasn't my favorite. Uh, I was, yeah, I was going to add, like I'm sure like some representation made you happy, but yeah. like early on, he was more of a jokey brute than yeah. like like Sony was the cooler. Of the yeah, I, I uh, my favorites were actually Scorpion, uh, Liu Kang, and Reptile. Those are my favorite. Okay, uh, those are my favorite more. So Kombat you got a thing for the ninjas and straight up martial arts. Yes, so. What I've noticed in the newer Mortal Kombat series, uh, newer Mortal Kombat games, is that they've taken steps to, at least in 9 and 10, to kind of move away from Liu Kang. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Liu Kang is, Liu Kang's the protagonist. That original trilogy in the movies, yes. He is legit the main guy. Right. But there wasn't really a lot of focus on his character development. Like, we don't know... Uh, like uh, we could see like the things that he does, and you know, you know uh, his motivation in the first movie, but like as a character, still not much. Trouble. Yeah, there, I mean, he's not as fun. Right. I'd say like there's not a, there's not as much room to build like with say Johnny. unless they made it take a left hard turn with them. yeah, which they which, did, which they did. Yeah. Uh, in in ten and eleven or, uh, or or actually, let me take that back. In nine and ten, they fucking reduce his character to a zombie. Essentially, he, yeah, they kill him. Yeah, and 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 Shinnok brings him back, and he's an immortal zombie, which That's fucking it. sucks. But turns out that Liu Kang does harbor some inner resentment to Raiden. Yeah, and he has a line. He's like, "You let me die," and Raiden says, "It was a mistake that I regret every day." Yeah, and Jax goes up against Liu Kang in ten, and is trying to tell him, Don't "Yeah, do this." He, he, uh, uh, Jax is like, "There's because Jax was in that position, but they freed him." So Jax was uh, Jax was a zombie. He gets. Freed and he gets turned back to normal. Yeah, there's a point in ten where there's a lot of quick time event. Yeah, the press the yeah, button at the yeah, right time. Yeah, injustice and during the cutscenes. A lot of people hated that. I'm actually I'm actually a fan of quick time events. I am too. Yeah, and I thought there. I think in moderation. And I think if done correctly, just like anything else in games, right, it can be done well. There's simply only one per chapter. Yeah, because I also I want to give uh, nine a ton of credit. That template for uh, Nether Realms single player story modes mm-hmm. and it's blood over. Now Capcom does stuff like that. Nine was that the first one to really do that, where you get a bunch of cutscenes and it would give you a certain would change focus to mm-hmm. a certain character for each chapter. Eleven does that. T- does no, that. Nine, uh, ten, eleven. That's what I'm saying. Nine, oh, okay, nine okay, started. Okay. okay. Because um, I don't know what the story was like in the PS2. I'm guessing it was still like arcade mode. In ten, when you go up against Liu Kang as Jax, mm-hmm. there's this cool cutscene where yeah, they had Lu- conversations. Yeah, well, Liu Kang is just chucking fireballs at Jax, and Jax is just just like smacking him away. Yep. And each time it's a quick time event, but Jax is uh, Liu Kang's like Raiden killed me and turned me into this, and Jax is like that's not true and smacks that shit away. <laughs> and it's cool as yes, shit. Oh, yes. like this is. I like it made me it made me a believer in Jacks seeing more than that before. Scene. Yeah, because I'm more arc to him. Yeah, um, I was and I was going to say so. We got we kind of getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So these original three. So I finally played them for the first time because I bought them on PS3 a while back, downloadable. Yeah. Still pretty good. Yeah, I, I can kind of see. I think there's probably more depth to Street Fighter, and for, the biggest reason for that is particularly with the first one, there are a lot of shared moves like that uppercut and rapid punch. Everybody does that. Yeah, with most most tournament fighters. Those things handled differently per character. But this is still about, you still get distinct special moves and fatalities. And, you know, you might pick one based on their design, or you might just, like, how they, how they move. Like, I, from what I played, um, I was pretty attached to Sony in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, I played a little bit. I didn't get to play, really play three. But I could also see, I think a lot of people will tell you, um, do you have a favorite of the original three, first off? Uh, Mortal Kombat 3 trilogy. 
was my favorite game. So kind of like the, like the definitive version of three. Yes. Okay. Because a lot of people say if you, if you go off the base versions of all three, a lot of people recommend two. Okay. And that's a very yes, common thing with game I, trilogies yeah. because oftentimes you'll have one that's a good proof of concept. You'll have something that like, takes such huge strides and is like a watermark. And the third, they, they, they end up with like more incremental improvements. So it's not, not as big a splash, even if it's good. Yeah. And I get the sense that's what happened with two and three. Because jumping into two right after one, I was like, oh, the graphics are a huge upgrade. And there's so many more characters and so many more moves. Like they beefed everything up. And then yeah. three was like kind of comparable. But, Mortal, yeah. Mortal Kombat three had, uh, had, you know, a few characters. It really didn't have a, a very impressive it, cast. It also made some, like there was no Scorpion and Johnny Cage in that no. game. No. Then Mortal Kombat Ultimate happened. And then they brought on, brought right. on a few more classics. Mortal Kombat Trilogy. More, uh, well, Ultimate first happened. Okay. And then Trilogy brought in everybody. Yeah, that was the NCT4 PS1. That game. was a huge cast. That's awesome. And I was like, oh my god, they have all the people in here. Um, so, I, I misspoke earlier. I said that Scorpion, Liu Kang, and Reptile are my favorites. Oh. I take it back. Mm. Scorpion, Liu Kang, and Melina were my favorites. Oh, oh, oh you were joking earlier. I uh, was not. Because Melina is fast as shit. She does a little, she has, like, uh, she has a cute little uh, sonic spin dash and mm-hmm. rolls under dudes and shit. And she has great long range attacks like Scorpion does. Does she have the, she, does she have the fans or is that Katana or both? Katana's the one with the fans. Okay. Um, they're, they're also, they they and Jade were palette swapped Ninja yeah. Girl back in the day. Now, what I like most about 9, and 10, 9, 10, and 11 is that they, uh, like we mentioned, they flesh out characters a lot more. They have the uh, technology and the budget to do so yes, now. Yes, they do. And it's amazing how far they go with 11. Because um, apparently, like, there are characters who have really not, uh, who have really not seen, like, their chance in the spotlight very often. Right. Katana's really more like, she's Liu Kang's girlfriend. Yeah. She's kind of the princess, but she's Liu Kang's girlfriend. Playing nine, she and Melina are kind of a Gamora Nebula Thanos situation. They are. They were forcefully adopted by Shao Kahn and she wanted to escape. Yeah. They, and it, they go a little beyond that in 10. And, okay. um, and Melina is a bit more of like, uh, some rogue assassin trying to get, um, Kotal Khan. Well, yeah, she's trying to get Kotal Khan and trying to get like legitimacy for the throne, which is cool as shit because they, um, neither her or Quintana have really had that. Ne- yeah, yeah. And, um, they, uh, Ten introduces one of my other favorite characters. Uh, it's a newbie named, oh, oh no, I forgot her name. Oh, she's, she's great. De- the bug lady. Devora. Devora. I love Devora so much. What, she's got a very weird. She did a very. You have a very distinct effect to her voice. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's it, creepy. It's the way. It, it's the way. Like it's the way that she speaks. This like, one. This is... one. This one will go that way. Waspinator. <laughs> Waspinator. Waspinator. <laughs> <laughs> it is Waspinator. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I I like Devora because she has a, a, a her design is really cool. Yeah, and all the designs. Like, even the new characters, you can see, like, just how much time and effort they put yeah. into everyone. Except for Aaron Black, because I'm like, that's McCree. That is that's McCree. That's John Marston. <laughs> that's, that's every Western movie. <laughs> that's Clint Eastwood. No, in... With um, the Bane mask. Yeah. In Eleven, um, they take all the... Well, unfortunately, they kill Melina in Ten. Devorah kills her. Yeah. With a uh, I didn't of death. I didn't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people like Danny from Dream Grumps. I don't care who you are. That's hot. <laughs> Of course, yeah, of course, my dream is for a lady with a fight with a Friday Night Vampire mouth, get kissed by a bug lady, and then bugs eat her face. Yeah, so there's a kink for that. Don't I'm Google sure, it. I won't. Don't Google anything, kids. <laughs> That's the moral of this podcast. Don't Google anything. Um, the less you know. In Mortal Kombat 11, uh, you remember like that thing? I, remember when I said that Katana 
is more treated like Liu Kang's girlfriend, yes, is more of a yeah, princess. Yeah. And Eleven, she gets a chance to fight Shao Kahn for legitimacy of the yeah, throne. Yeah, because Eleven brings in time travel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she comes back, um, not as a zombie, of course, but she comes back as her younger self. And she actually looks like a fucking person and not, li- not like... A supermodel. Yeah, not like a Some weird... Su- yeah. That's one thing I'll say is the female uh, clothing has gotten less ridiculous over time. Yeah. Um, I Now... The uh, the detriment. I'm not going to be sleazy. Uh, I remember in ten because uh, a lot of it focuses on the offspring. You've got mm-hmm. Cassie, uh, Cassie Cage, uh, Jackie Briggs, and I can't remember the archer, like the archer, and then the, the archer's men. And I remember thinking like, it's cool they're not all tits out, especially when you look at like uh, Sonya's vest and knives, which is so silly. There is, but I also remember thinking though the costumes they came up with those two, it's really boring. It almost looks like standard military garb with like the slap of bra- a glowy bracelet on. In eleven, they've given them more kind of armor approach, and I'm like, that's more personality. It's it's also more, uh, I hate to say it, more realistic. Yeah, uh, like. I don't care who you are. I like there's, there's that's a, hot. Yeah, yeah, I don't care who you are. That's hot. No, that's uh, Luke Robotnik. He's like yeah. They're, they're, in nine, like all the girl characters are basically like the same, uh, the same boob ninja. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not if Sonya dressed like that, she would be discharged. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest with you. That shit ain't hot. Like you, go, you go to Pornhub for better. D- do better. D- there's a Google it. <laughs> Google Google that. If you're above age, I don't care what you do, but Sonya Blade with a badge on her titty, it, just go to Pornhub. Is that what you want? Okay, okay. Type in titty badge. <laughs> Whoa, there's more of this than I thought. Right? Um, the, the designs for a lot of the girl characters are not great in 9. No. In 10 and 11, they're a lot more thought out. They are a lot more practical. Yeah. Uh, practical, as in, would a police, uh, would a military soldier yeah. really yeah. wear, really wear that with her tits no. out? I remember the nice thing I thought about Sonya, just because she's older in that, she's got a pretty reasonable outfit. The one cool flair they had, just, she's that, that long, one long braid. Yeah. They still have some, like, some flair to them. Yeah. But it's not just, you know. In the military, you wouldn't wear a braid. Yes, exactly. But they kept it in there because it's and still they a Johnny shirt. Yeah. And dust. Yeah. And you know what? Um, in certain scenes, you can still kind of make out his Johnny tattoo, so you still see that he's still <laughs> underlying an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like Cassie Cage still has like tight, tight clothes yeah, on, but which is know. still like you know you can still see her tits, but at the same time, it's still functional as a uniform. Yeah. It's kind of the and best. Jackie of- is like that's just like a regular marine. Yeah, she was actually uh, in my main in ten, so I'm curious to try, to try her in eleven. That's you get um, the evolution of character design in nine, ten, and eleven shows how much care goes into actually practicing the craft. Yep. Instead of just leaning on old, this is the 90s That's what notions. I mean. Nine was very much still felt written and presented like it was from that era. Yeah. And ten, it was like, well, oh, we put some real, like, maturity into injustice and it paid off great. Let's sneak some of that in. Yeah. We're not going to get rid of all this. It's still very over the top with the character, with the you know, paranormal creatures and their abilities. Yeah. Especially the fatalities. It has, ten is my favorite fatality I've ever seen where Cassie rips her jaw off and then takes a selfie. That is a cool one. And apparently, uh, one of the comments in the profiles there is the toasty guy. Mm-hmm. Toasty. That is that's that's always going to be. We a need to go back to the beginning a little bit because I feel like we've just been jumping. So, like, what are some? What are you, like? What are you? Did you mainly play at arcades? The originals. The originals I mainly played in arcades until I got a Sega Genesis. Okay. And then so I, you got the version of Mortal Kombat One that kept the blood. Yes, I did. That was. Do you remember what a horrid, huge deal that was back in the day? Mm-hmm. That was for for those of you who were around when the. 
the Super NES and Genesis were at each other's throats they back were. in the day. You think Microsoft and and, and Sony, Sony are, are like no. no? This was they were insulting each other in their advertising. They were being aggressive. It was no. really for a while. It was unclear who's going to come out on top. And one of the one of the things that really turned the tide in Sega's favor for a little bit when Mortal Kombat One got ported, Nintendo used to be very restrictive on what was allowed in their games. Yes, they were. Like if you look up Castlevania, they, they were like, you can't have crosses on the tombstones. No. You can't have signs of Christianity. And so for this, it was like. Uh, if we're gonna put Mortal Kombat One, you can't have the blood spatters, and, and either when they get hit with fatality, it's, it's like we'll add a code and make it like gray goo, so uh, sweat or other stuff is coming yeah. out when they get hurt. <laughs> but Genesis was like, "Fuck that! You can put a code and get all the blood." Yeah, and the Genesis version outsold by it demolished Super NES version. Yes, and that's what Sega put like we got uncensored Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and that's, that 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 was that was huge because that was part of the appeal. Now I had a father who. I don't want to say it didn't give a shit. Well, he, he played the originals with you. He, yeah, he sat down and he were playing the games against each other. Maybe that's part of it. He was like, "If you're going to play, I'll be, did he let you play it by yourself sometime?" He, I, he, like after that, he did let me play it by, by myself. But I used to look forward to times when I could play Mortal Kombat with my dad and beat the shit out of him. Man, now, that's something I'll never be able to do. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was legit fun. Yeah. Now, I, uh, now it helped that I actually had like a parent who was open minded enough to. Look at this product out in the world and say, "My child might get uh, yeah. might get exposed to this. Let me ex- uh, let us get exposed take to it look. together, and I can be yeah. a parent." I think my parents didn't want to take any chances. Yeah, and which is which is fine. Yeah, like, not well, slamming my parents. They they were good. Yeah, but at the uh, uh, but, they started letting me like rent GTA for GTA three when I was like fourteen. And yeah, and they were like go nuts. But these days are. Uh, Having uh, having leadership and politicians say that video games are the thing that are uh, things that are ruining the world. Not really. It's bullshit. Not really. <laughs> I, it's it's pure one hundred percent bullshit. Yes. If you're a parent and you have kids, make the decision whether or not that if it's okay for them to have these kinds of games. Yeah. Uh, or, or media in general, or if you, base it on your on your own kids. Every, yes. You've said this in the past. We talked about like scary stuff in movies. Like every child is different. Every Get child to know is your different. kid. Yeah. Use, how they your, respond to these use your best judgment. Um, my dad used his, and I turned out fine. But it's still one of those cases where you don't want to overplay your hand. One you way or the other. Yeah. You don't want to be like, oh, my kid is okay with Mortal Kombat. Let's show him, uh, uh, let's show my kid what, what a vagina looks like with some Playboy magazines. You don't want to go too far out. Than, uh, you don't want to go too, uh, Real too far quick, out. Real I've mentioned this podcast called Hey Do You Remember, which is a great look at nostalgic movies. Yeah. Uh, for Halloween, they reviewed, uh, Ernest, go- Ernest Scared Stupid. I promise this is related to things. And he told a story about making a haunted house at a, at a weird neighbor's house. Yeah. At one point, he walked into the room where the dad had a Playboy magazine on the, on the tape, on the table. Uh-huh. And instead of getting rid of it, he looked at it and was like, hey, kid, you know what a pussy is? Oh, no! <laughs> he didn't visit that house again. Good! <laughs> not everything is See, on that the... That was the other, not the every, other stream. Not everything is on the same level, so no. let's, uh, let's let's rein it back. But, um, so, yeah, so the, the, the Mortal Kombat game... So, I also want, I want to ask, uh, besides just, you know, the blood splatter, uh, one of the most, you know, trademark things about the games isn't just the characters, it's the fatalities. And yeah. just and expanding finishing moves in general. Yeah. Particularly in the old games where they... they <laughs> the the animalities, the babalities, and, and my the, favorite... The friendships. The friendships, which were... I looked it up. It was just thumbing their nose at people like, this is so fun! And it was like, okay, then we're just going to be as goofy as possible yeah. with some of these. <laughs> let's give let's give Cyrax a birthday present. Let's have, let's have uh, Jax jump rope. <laughs> That's what you do when you're playing the arcade... I, with your parents, my favorite around. one that was so understated. It's uh, Kano, who's like such a horrible, shitty piece of speech. He's like a he's a villain. Yeah, and he all he does is he doesn't do anything to the other characters. Fighting, he just blows some gum, 
blows a bubble, he just blows it on his face, and he just sits there with a gun on his face. <laughs> he doesn't do anything with no. it, like, nope, that's the no. show. <laughs> and then the other hand, you got a baby out who's just so fucking silly. Yeah. Which I know in 9, they made it, like, each baby would actually do something different. Yeah, like, I, I, saw, I like, do like that. Like, Shao Kahn walks up and says, like, a chipmunk voice, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> and animalities, which was violent, but awesome, turned mm-hmm. to a T-Rex or a dragon. Uh, less awesome in movie form. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the movies? No. <laughs> no uh, um, a little uh, bit. A uh, little bit. Mortal Kombat 1 was great. Yeah, people, that, that is, um, uh, I have heard for years, a lot of people say that is, if you're a fan of the games, that's like the best video game movie out there. Yeah. And maybe the thing is, I saw it for the first time like a year or two ago, kind of detached from the game, and I'm like, this isn't that, that good. But, but take, turn about fair play. I'm that guy who loves to watch Super Mario Brothers. And I'm like, that is the worst movie. That is, that is a bad movie. That is the worst movie. Like, the original Mortal Kombat is kind of like, nowadays it's like the equivalent of like a sci-fi channel mm-hmm. movie. Um, Super Mario Brothers is shit. <laughs> it's just regular 90s shit. But I think part of it is, you get a sense that the, that the people making it actually did want to represent the material that it was coming from. It stayed true to the source material. Yeah, that's To the some thing. degree. More than most game adaptations. That's yes, the thing. Yes, yes. Like, obviously, they couldn't include every character, especially because it was the same year 3 came out, they kept it limited to mostly the first game. Yeah. Um, and, like, no, there was, they didn't, you know, Shao Kahn's teeth at the end, but you don't get, like, no, 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 none of the cyborg ninjas, none of the, no Melina, a lot of Baraka, a lot of the others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so if you liked, uh, primarily, uh, Liu Kang, Johnny, Sonya. Raiden. Raiden, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, later on Katana. It was like, if you like those, here's a whole movie that's about them. Yeah. And it's, it was more. There were some that got shortchanged, like the ninjas, where it was just like you don't get any of the rivalry between Scorpion and Sub Zero. Yeah, it's just they're these mute slaves. Yeah, which sucks. But at the same time, it was like but they're there. It, it, it worked. And the costume, the other costumes, yeah, right? Yeah. Goro looks pretty cool, yeah. and, and and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's very silly. It's like, very. Silly. I first time I watched it, you get the, it opens with the flashbacks of Luke Kane's brother being killed, and I was laughing at the faces they pull. It's so yeah. over the top. Like point at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> you will be. No! <laughs> or, or a lot of people have complained about uh, the portrayal of Ryan. Not just because he's meant to be Asian in the games, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <laughs> it's that weird voice in the laugh. <laughs> Christopher Lambert yeah. does not is not playing is not playing Raiden. He, he's playing Christopher Lambert. He did great. Or he's trying <laughs> is trying his best to play. A lot of people said it's like Tommy was so playing Raiden. Like, oh, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I actually kind of like his performance. It's fun. It's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it gives it get, it gives a different side to Raiden. So, which may or may not be Raiden, but I yeah. was okay with. it. I mean, at, at, given at that point, they didn't have as many cutscenes or as much lore to go off of, yeah. so it's kind of like in, interpret as I, I will. Uh, then Annihilation happened. Yeah. And nobody was happy anymore. Christopher Lambert wasn't in that one. Almost nobody was. They got back Luke Kane. They got back Katana. Johnny's dead. So, okay, here's the thing. This is kind of serendipitous. I opened my YouTube feed this morning, and uh, you know Matt, Matt McMuscles, Super Best Friends? Mm-hmm. Do you subscribe to his, 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 his solo channel? I've heard of him. Have you I, seen I, What I, Happened? What Happened? It's his documentary series to look at like infamous flops in the gaming industry. And to, to the day, he didn't do a movie. He didn't do a game. He did Annihilation. Mm. And there's a lot of reasons why... No, I'm like, I think if you watch it, it's pretty clear one of the reasons, it, it, like, fundamental reasons is, like, just a misguided idea where it's like, we're gonna throw everyone in there. Fuck the plot. Here's everybody just popping up for a fight scene or a couple lines. Shiva was there for two lines and died. Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, Sindel has the best, the most infamous, like, that, that became, that clip became, went viral where she was like, mother, you're alive. Too bad you 
will die. <laughs> <laughs> the ending, I think, was terrible. Like, I watched a scene where it's Shao Kahn just chilling with a bunch of other villains. It felt like Power Rangers. It, like, all these dubbed voices and silly yeah, effects. Yeah, it was a Power Rangers movie. That scene in particular, it was when, uh, the, to be fair, I, like, I think I've said, when I'm watching like the last season of Money Morphin, where it's just Rita's family hanging out with Zed, I'm like, I would actually watch a sitcom where it's all these guys in rubber suits and one lady in a crazy suit just fucking with each other. And you got, like, the full house, like, like name show up but underneath yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> on, like, Goldar growling. Ah. Scorpion. Oh, Scorpion. Turn to, they'll turn his spine to the camera and not like, hey, how are you? I didn't see you. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, the sitcom. And there are also the TV shows. I've never seen the live action one. I've heard that's bad. And there was Defenders of the Realm. Yeah. Not good. No. Very silly animation. Yeah. It's uh, combat time! Why did they make Sonya so stupid? I don't know. I think the only reason is because Je- they didn't have Johnny Cage. Whose video was that? It was on... It was Matt McMuscles who did the uh, stupidity compilations. Okay, okay. Yeah, he did that. The Street Fighter cartoon. Amazing. Uh... <laughs> and I know I've seen reviews of, of like, uh, of the, I think Progeria did one. Like, Jax was really, felt really token in his dialogue on that. Like, dialogue, they show be ugly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's how black people talk all uh, of them. Yeah, you go, go, go play Mortal Kombat 10. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why he wasn't your favorite. You're like, hey, he's, they got a black guy, but... It, was, it wasn't it was that difficult to portray him correctly, but... Uh, At least in the games, he didn't have to talk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had... So that it was that. But he, I, I wrote down um, what just kind of happened. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, one, if you think about Johnny Cage, like why they come in the first five minutes, that the actor from the first movie, there's also why he didn't come back, he was more. He had a lot more work than the others. Like he's one of the better actors because he had a lot. Of, he's done a lot. Of, continued to do other TV and movie work. Yeah. Because of that, his rates had gone up, oh. and they were kind of on a scrim. Apparently, they had a bigger budget than the first. But they spent most of it because they wanted to shoot on location around the world. Yeah, on location around. Yeah, uh, on location. Yeah, Earth <laughs> around around the world. Well, at least they didn't do like on location an outer, outer realm. <laughs> that would have. They wouldn't have come back from that. No, but then we wouldn't have a movie. So it'd be worth it. But um, so it, they. They look like we can't give you a, a cost, but so they wrote the script and they were like, "We'll come off the first five minutes, so we don't have to have him on for so long." And then after looked and went, "Yeah, thanks, but no thanks." Yeah, um, and that was another thing that kind of killed her because they they recast almost everybody else, like I was saying. Yeah, and um, here's another thing: uh, the producer, the guy who kind of got this going, both the movies and stuff like the shows and the live show we've never seen, is a guy named Lawrence Kasanoff. Does that sound familiar? It does sound familiar. Uh, a few years ago, his his production company that he stopped to make these movies put out another movie that was a passion project of his called Food Fight. Oh no! Some realization is dawning on Chris's face. Oh no! Oh. The guy who gave us Food Fight oh. produced the Mortal Kombat spinoff media. Oh god! Yep, oh, yep, god. yep. And so obviously he made some bad decisions. There is one he that he claims, and if this is true, I won't blame him because another thing that's infamous is like some of the worst CG in any Hollywood movie. Like when you see like the the monsters and the animalities, looks like it looks like stop motion. Harry, it looks it's insane. Um, and he said, here's the thing, he, they were doing test screens with a rough cut. They were like, alright, we'll do our first pass on those, those, those effects, and Rob is gonna pop them in post. And apparently, the, te- the test screening audiences loved the movie as is, and you know, I was like, fuck that, we're releasing this now! He's like, we got more effects. No! No! Oh, no! Granted, this could look like Avatar, and it would still be a, it'd be more combat annihilation. Yeah. But, uh, that's the one thing I would say, okay, don't blame Lawrence Kastanoff, he did not want that to happen. Mm. Uh, Fufet was all him. <laughs> Wrote, direct, produced, and played the voice of the shit rat. Thanks, thanks, test audiences. Thank yeah, you. well, it, it, that's one part of it. It would not. There was. There, I know. It, I it know. Never I know. Chance. I know. But I'm just saying, like. Um, and while part. we're talking about the other, like, worst part of Mortal Kombat media, like the spinoff games, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have much luck when they tried to venture into other realms. Even though it, it certainly sounds ambitious. Says so one of them. The first one was which you've played a little bit. Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero. Mm-hmm. Let's make it a brawler. Let's make it like any kind of action RPG. Let's have live action cutscenes. Huh. Amazing. 
But uh, I've seen a bunch of reviews on that, and it looks like the most frustrating thing in the world. It does. Especially because you, you can't you don't start out with his famous moves. you got to level up and unlock them, all yeah. of them. It's like, no, give us the Ice Blast yeah, at least. That's a, yeah, it's, like, it's Sub-Zero. Yeah, we you got to start... You, that's it, like the sequel to be Scorpion. you got to go halfway to get the spear. <laughs> no, you got to... <laughs> in Scorpion's game, you have to watch, your fa- watch his family die, and then get sent to hell. Actually, that sounds like a cool game. Get sent to hell in the first level. But what about playing it? They would still fuck that up. Oh, yeah. And I will say another thing because I said the old the new ones haven't lost the cheesies entirely. There's a scene in Ten where he, he takes Quan Chi to kill him, and they got a new actor for Scorpion. But the moment he spears him, get over here! Ha- that part was cheesy, <laughs> but it was so fucking cool. It was apparently yeah. that's either Bruno Tobias doing Scorpion's old voice. Yeah, yeah. But I'll still I'll still like man <laughs> that that scene happening. There are so many good parts in Ten. Yeah, finally getting his revenge on Quan Chi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will say, it kind of seems like it's been tough for him to find a worthy successor to Shao Kahn. Like, that dude is so iconic, and it's like, people were mixed on Shinnok and Quan Chi. Now, who's the new one? Chronica, or whatever the time? Chronica was I looked lame. at her design, I'm like, that's not Chronica, main villain it's material. Not, it's not intimidating. Chronica yeah. was lame. It's cool they have a female lead, but yeah, Chron- they do better. Yeah, she, Chronica looked like, didn't look like a villain. No. Chronica looked like the person... Who guides the character? She barely looks like a fighter. Yeah, she's and she really wasn't. <laughs> you fight her, and she's like she's not playable. She throws a T Rex at you. Okay, you're you're selling me on her. Mm, okay. It's not it's not a very good T Rex. She 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 kind of just sicks them on you, and that's it. You punch them away. Yeah. Well, you don't punch them away, away. T Rex. You, okay. you don't punch them away. It's like a surprise, and then you surprise you, attack. Well, yeah, and then you get back up, and then you punch surprise sweep kick. Surprise sweep kick, Miles. She, she's not hard. Okay. Um. Yeah, Chronica was a bit of a disappointment. Eleven, ele- uh, t- uh, of the three new games, yeah, I'd say ten is the best. Eleven, okay, eleven. Ha- okay, I know eleven had it was it fell victim to microtransaction problems. Uh, what, what would you say about it? Other than that, are the highs and lows of eleven? The highest, the the, the highs of eleven have to do with the character and what, what ten did well, and eleven kind of capitalized on it. Okay, which was the character, uh, which was the character designs and the character improvements. Nice. There, there are people who are like, "Oh no, they're making the characters woke." I'm like, "But the designs look better." Like, there, you can't, you really can't discount the fact that Sonya Blade in ten doesn't look like a fucking mannequin with boobs from nine. I remember this interview that also said because of the graphics of Nine, her her tits in it looked like Lego studs. They did. <laughs> they absolutely did. Um, they expanded on. Uh, they 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 brought some on some really cool looking characters. I forget his name. There's this huge black dude who can't die. Um, and I know Shinnok can't die. No, Shinnok can't die. Because uh, right, you captivate him. He's just a gurgling head. Yeah, yeah. And this, he's 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 one of he's one of Chronica's like like henchmen. Yeah. So he can control time, but only his in, in, internal time. So, oh, isn't that a move in battle? I guess I think so. Yeah, I, think there, I know there was a time character who you like. There was some way of like using it to like rewind or something, but it wasn't they made it so it's not a game breaker? Yeah. Uh, he, uh, I, I think he's really slow, but he's really strong. Right. Um, I didn't like Eleven as much as I wanted to because. A lot of it felt like that I'm playing the game, but in order for me to have the most of the game, I have to have DLC. Pay extra, and yeah. I don't want to pay extra for this game, mm-hmm. but it still feels like the same game I just played, and the character interactions aren't great, and I have it on the Switch. The Switch does not play Eleven that well. I, I saw a um, Stop Skeleton from Fighting just did a video about uh, bad uh, Mortal Kombat handheld ports. Mm-hmm. Switch looks rough. Yeah, it's really rough. It's so rough, in fact, that I took Eleven back. 
And did you get it for PS4 or did you just redone? Uh, I beat it okay. on, on the Switch, so I was kind of yeah. done. I bet a lot of it was, it does run at 60. Yeah, which is great, but the there's like some hard pixelation on the characters. Mm-hmm. I know we were saying like the crypt, so much fog. Yeah, there's a lot of fog, but there are characters that I really enjoyed in 11. Like I mentioned Katana, like, like yes. fighting Shao Kahn. Yeah, more of a character. She, she beats Shao Kahn mm-hmm. and becomes... The, ru- the ruler of Out- Outworld. Cool. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, there's this other character, Frost. Uh, oh, she, yeah, she put, she's a, she's a ninja, like sub zero, right? Yeah, she, she pops up for a second in ten. Yeah, she becomes a cyborg, and like I like the cyborgs. Y- you remember Skullgirls, right? There's yes. a, there's a character that can take off her head, throw it, and shit. Misfortune. Yes, she yes. becomes a misfortune essentially. She becomes a cat girl. Yeah, no. <laughs> she she takes off her head and uses it as a projectile no, in many other ways. I love that. It's fucking amazing. It's a it's a fun idea. Um, the problem is, is that the story doesn't really do any of the characters uh, justice. Yeah, and the character designs all look great, and the, the improvements and just, aesthetically are amazing. Okay, what about gameplay? Gameplay sort of the same. Like, you have these, you have different variations of battle styles, mm-hmm. but you kind of had that in 10 too, so it's a little, it's kind of same. So is it kind of like what I was talking about with between 1 to 2 and then 2 to 3? Yeah. It feels more incremental? Yes. Okay. It feels like you're still playing the same game, but with new cutscenes. Even, even with without the microtransactions, yeah, the LC issue. Yeah, and in a, in a world where YouTube can basically show you the... The game's movies. Yes. You don't really have to buy the game. You can just watch what happens to the characters. Which I'm kind of like, just sell the movies for $20 and that'll, you'll still reap profits. And I know people will still pay for the movies, but you can, if they want to play the game, they can still pay the game. Okay. I, I know what I'm getting you for, for your birthday. I'm going to get you, uh, all the Kingdom Hearts cut three cuts. Don't scenes. do that. I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cause of death, Sora. Donald, there, Goofy. There's a point when, uh, all right, so let me put it this way. There are cool story points, and there are not so cool story mm. points in 11. There's There are points when uh, Liu Kang and Raiden hash out their beef yeah. and combine. What? They combine. Okay. They merge together Into... and become the fire god Liu Kang. Shit. Liu Kang becomes an immortal fire god and has lightning powers. Shit. And it's Rad. It's, yeah, it's it sounds awesome. rad. Yeah, it's awesome. Kind of sounds like them making up Liu Kang fans. Yeah, ten. yeah. It's it's a good progression. Like him and Raiden like hash things out. Yeah, and Raiden steps aside and he's like, "You're now immortal. You are now the the, the, the watcher of uh, you got this. You're the guardian of Earth. I am now mortal, and I will serve as your guide. Oh, and that's rad. Well, that, that ties into Raiden because he's the biggest supporter of humanity. Of yeah, all these crazy creatures. It's so cool. Side yeah. note, do you know who the voice of Raiden is in the new games? Who is it? I brought him up in the past because I love him. Richard Epcar. Bateau goes to the show. Uh-huh. Uh, a replacement for Billy Zane as Ansem. Oh, cool. Okay. And Bobo 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 Bobo. Of course. My favorite. Yeah. I think he will always be Bobo Bobo. I, I, I have to predict that whenever you bring up a, a voice actor, that it's going to tie into Bobo Bobo somehow. Anime will. I can't guarantee everything else. All things lead back. Oh, side note, I started an out of context Bobo Bobo account. Oh, cool. Because that's been a thing. It's like out of context Amy Beaver, out of context Etcher's Lab. Okay. And as people pointed out, all of Bobo is without context, so it's perfect. Nice. So you have high moments with Liu Kang becoming a fire god. Yep. Then you have low moments where all the growth that Scorpion does and uh, goes through in 10. Done. Done. They, because there's time travel, Scorpion. Oh, it gets undone. Current, current Scorpion meets new Scorpion. Um, or current oh, Scorpion. Scor- yeah, current Scorpion meets past Scorpion. Mm-hmm. And. Of course, past Scorpion is like, I'm angry all the time. Sub Zero, come over here. And a uh, new Scorpion's like, no, uh, you can't do that. Uh, 
we're we're good now. Me and Sub Zero are good. Look, I I look like I look like a person now. Yep. Like he actually looks like an actor. I forget his name. Something. He Wata- looks like an actor in ten too. He had the mask off. Yeah, but he looks like what Wata- in eleven he looks like a uh, what's his name Watanabe. Um, he was in, um, he's in a new Godzilla film. Ken Watanabe. Yes. Also in Detective Pikachu. He looks like Ken Watanabe. Okay. I hope that's not racist, but that's the closest thing that I have to him <laughs> right now. And I'm going to stick with it. It would be racist if you said he looks like every Asian actor I've ever seen. I am so sorry. That's, that, <laughs> that's not what I'm getting at, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is that he looks like a famous hey, actor. I'm the guy who in Endgame confused, uh, Ken Jeong for Pro ZD. Okay. I, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, anyway. Scorpion, new Scorpion talks to old Scorpion, mm-hmm. and then new Scorpion gets killed. And old, and we just got old Scorpion. Yeah, uh, uh, well, uh, so it's just old Scorpion. He's like, oh no, what do I do with these feelings? I'm still a ghost okay. now. So yeah, some steps back in storytelling. Um, I think we actually got to get to our last portion because your okay. your your uh, my, my parking meter's got to go run up pretty soon. I will. But the last thing I will say because we talked about it briefly, they they've been throwing about rebooting the movies for years and going like sort stuff online. Uh, it is going apparently going to start filming this fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, it will be produced by James Wan, Ooh. Conjuring, Aquaman, Fast and Furious. I love the, excuse me, I almost burped in your face. <laughs> Joy, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I love the Conjuring. Cool. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Lawrence Kasdanoff will still be executive producing. All right. Hopefully, they will be like batting him away with the newspaper at all points. No, Lawrence, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the casting has been announced. I didn't hear about two of them, but the, oh, recognize two of them. The new Liu Kane, uh, Ludi Lin, was Zack in the Power Rangers movie reboot. What? <laughs> Which I know you didn't see, but we talked about it. What? I did see it eventually. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. That's cool. I, I like that guy. Yeah. So what? He's the new Liu Kane. What? He just tweeted about uh, trying to live up to the old one, Robin Shao, because he has a lot of respect for him. So, so, so he is the new... He was the he's he's Zach from the old from the, from new the power, movie the new movie that came out yes that's cool yeah I don't know what else he's been in but yeah that's why I first started and he's he is going to be the new movie and it ties in what you said before how Mortal Kombat Annihilation was a Power Rangers movie <laughs> it all comes full circle yeah and Jason David Frank as <laughs> Jason uh, David as Frank. Shao Kahn sweet <laughs> 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 oh no <laughs> Tommy don't <laughs> uh, I mean he'd be better than the guy in, in, in Annihilation. <sighs> Is glorious. <laughs> but, I mean, that dude has got. Uh, yes, he's been better in other stuff. He's been better in other stuff. Yeah, not as so much. But uh, yeah, so quick kind of wrap up. Um, I told you I wanted to say really quick because was well, the way because both you know obviously we had a big break between episodes and I'm just gonna put you already know this I'm just saying to you people now uh, no the podcast is not ending first off I'm always that is always the last thing I intended uh, we this is going to mark the start of hiatus through at least the rest of this year mm-hmm. I might try and do something for Christmas that we did two years ago but no no promises we'll see mm-hmm. where we both are yeah but we both got a uh, I mean I, I get all the guest stars too uh, that makes me sound, sound like Christmas is expendable he's not he's part he's part of this show's Blood and soul. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it should be heart and soul. Blood and soul sounds, sounds like Mortal Kombat. Yes, um, But, so I guess it fits. But he, I, I've just been, you know, I've been crazy busy. I'm doing improv. I'm trying to work full time. I'm trying to do streaming and voice acting in addition to cartoons and, and trying to get more professional stuff going. It's, it's a lot. It's tough, even if, if I can get other people. And yeah. I, I just love how we started out, like, we'll do it every week. We'll do it every week. Every other week. We'll do it every month. And we've, I think it's like our second two or three month gap yeah, and I'm like and it's, it's, I don't want to keep trying to say we're going to do this every month and it doesn't happen and it's 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 fine if we and take we, a, take we a looking break. back we have a really good back library episodes we've been getting a lot of new listeners recently I've been recommending the people that I meet I think uh, James Schaff has just just discovered the show when I told him about it cool um, shout out to shit again to, for that whole old talk it was really cool and uh, even people at Improv have been telling them about nice um, so you know, uh, go if you're just getting started with us, go back and look through. Uh, we're not going to be gone forever. I guarantee it'll be less than a year. Yeah. Um, I do not want to be gone for that long. Uh, but 
yeah, just enjoy what we have. And if and I know one thing I haven't pushed enough is our being in touch with us because we're still on Twitter and Facebook. But we I I've always forget to mention we have an email uh, mm-hmm. sketchwatchplay at gmail and we are open both to feedback and suggestions. Yes, if you send stuff our way and you know, like, have you ever thought about talking about this franchise? If I think that would be good for 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 at least one of, one of us or a guest to have on, I'd be like, yes, we do this because I'm very open. to Like, what do you guys want to hear? Mm-hmm. So there's that to do to do and go back to our into our archives for now. And you know, follow us on on, on Twitter and, and YouTube and the like. But real quick, another thing I want to do real quick, and I, you might not have to have had time to prepare this. I'm gonna just say real quick, uh, quick other media thoughts. So movies, TV, and games. Uh, and I'm gonna get through mine real quick, and you can think about yours if you want. Uh, Spider-Man Far From, Far From Home, uh, much like Homecoming, uh, very good, but not one of my absolute favorites, and unlucky enough to follow up on both Endgame and Spider-Verse, but I like what they did with Mysterio overall. The Peter and MJ interactions were great, and it has two of the most... Have you seen it? Uh, Far From Home? No. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. I've, uh, Serena's already spoiled me. So. Well, I'm not gonna, I want to say anything on this either, oh, but okay, okay. the first... It, both the middle of the stringers are good because they're like super substantial for once, and the first one, uh, much like when Red Skull pops up in a few wars, someone pops up and I involuntarily screams with joy. And about? if you are a Spider-Man fan you have not been spoiled yet, go see it because you're going to flip your shit! Mm-hmm. Flip your shit! Um, and it's a good movie. Toy Story 4. Very pleasant surprise. I thought it managed to feel distinct from the uh, previous ones, both to, due to the new... Have you seen it yet? No. Okay, but I'm not going to spoil anything. Both due to its new setting, primarily the carnival, and other than Woody, Buzz, and Bo Peep, it mostly focuses on new characters. Mm-hmm. The other ones are still there, but they're mostly off of another group, yeah. and it helps. It helps. Key and Peele are hilarious. They give me. They actually, there's one thing that they gave me my biggest laugh from a Toy Story movie ever. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, and uh, they do some smart stuff with the uh, villain in it. Because as much as I've liked when they have a twist, like uh, Frozen, Zootopia, Big Hero Six, Coco, all great movies, but it's like. It's gotten played out. Now you're expecting it. They give you your build early on, and then by the end, they've done something entirely different with them than they okay. usually do, and it's very, it's very nice. That's good to hear. And I've said before, like, yeah, I didn't cry Toy Story three, and I not only did I, I, I actually guessed how they were going to end this, and yet in the last two minutes when it happened, the waterworks turned on instantly at this wow. one point. Like okay. it got me hard, and I actually walked away from this thinking this is a better finale than Toy Story three is. There's actually a, a, a sense lot. of ending a character arc in this compared to three, where it was more just like. Here's a new owner. Here's like this four is like Woody is now a fully different person from where we started with them, and and it's it's beautiful. Okay, so go see it. Uh, Detective Pikachu, pretty good. We both saw this. Uh, surprisingly gorgeous and stylish. The way the city looked, pretty happy with Pokemon designs. Uh, some good nods to Pokemon as a whole, and good use of individual Pokemon traits, like what they yeah. do with Mr. Mime. There is a bit with Ditto that legit threw me for a loop. It's kind of horrifying. It's great though. Yeah, but I turned to Patrick when, when that happened. I was like, "Oh, oh, god!" But it was hilarious. Um, I will say the uh, final plot of the villain is fucking insane. Yeah, it's it's like so fucking goofy. Mm-hmm. But you do get an amazing voice from you two yeah. to come from it, which mm-hmm. made me very happy. And um, I let me see what else. And I, uh, but I also kind of nice kind of wrap up. And I will say my feelings of it were similar to if you go back to listen to our Battle Angel Lila episode. Like, what that is for anime and manga movies, it's a video game. I'm like, it's a decent movie on its own, but when you compare it to how shitty that, that track record has been for that type of adaptation, yeah. it paints a good picture for the future. Good. We're starting to get people who care about this kind of stuff, because right. I think the director and writers did. Okay. Um, Love, Death, and Robots. You saw this. We're kind of split here. Not all sorts of winners. There are some that felt more reliant on raunch language or shock value, but most of them I genuinely liked or loved. I, I thought that getting to this much creativity, variety... And gorgeous animation of all sorts. I mean, this, I, I loved this. Um, Chris is more. I'm a little bit more critical. Yeah. If you like, um, if you like watching animation thinking that adult animation is defined by, uh, by petty gore and violence and Tits. lots, lots of sex scenes that kind of come out of nowhere, love, death, and robots is for you. There's nothing wrong with, um, having 
just having some junk here and there. And I, I hate to call it junk, but some of it is just... I'm wrong with the ball sacks running around <laughs> every now and then. What, what is... There's a phrase. There's a YouTuber that, that we watch, Eric Eric Tracks. He, mm-hmm. he actually did a review on this. And he they said... He this from. Well, yeah. And he said, it's horny garbage. <laughs> and you know what? That's fine. If if you want horny garbage, that's great. And uh, I'll he, say it's not all horny and it, most of it is not garbage. There are some there are some really good ones that the, are apparently really this, good. The... the, the uh, steampunk yokai one. Did you watch that one with the I, box spirit? I did. I hated that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're dead to me. I, anyway. I, I'm dead to you. Wow. No, no, you're not. But I'm like, that was that was incredible. Um, okay. Hilda. Hilda's- on the opposite side of the coin. This is how you do all age cartoon series. Mm-hmm. Also on Netflix. I've been watching all on Netflix. A great animation and music and writing and, and British actors. Mm-hmm. So charming. So clever. A great take on modern fantasy, too. Yeah. Especially because this is in a world where it's like only the kids know about all these creatures. Like, no, this is like common life. And it's so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And it's so sweet. And, and I love it. Uh, next one. Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling. That was good. This was, it went, kind of went beyond what I was expecting. It, it's it, not just Rocco, but in the modern day. And there's actually, not going to spoil it, there was a very progressive twist laid on that they yeah. handled pretty well. It felt like that they, t- um, it felt like that they took what, um, what they did with Rocco. Yep. And, uh, in the nineties and they just kept going with it. I mean, a lot of, there are some people who are like, eh, it's Rocco's woke now, but it's like, Guys, Joe Murray's always been woke. Yes, yeah, Joe Murray's always been woke. Then he, he, he's kind he, of back in the day. He did an episode about Ed Bighead coming out of the closet. Oh, clowns! Yeah, and it ends with Rock going. Yeah. I like rainbows. They chase him away. Yeah, that happened, guys. <laughs> that and was of a thing in the nineties. Being forced to be be chewy chicken. Yeah. Yeah, although Rago did some stuff. Um, but yeah, and I, I, they were very good at keeping the art style too. I watched interviews about how hard it was to. Uh, I think they even. Did some of it hand-drawn rather than digitally? Yeah. That's nuts. Uh, and I still need to watch uh, Zim. I'm a huge Zim fan, so I'm, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Um, and finally, uh, also I should mention, I'm, I'm meaning to watch soon uh, Dragon Prince and Infinity Train, mm-hmm. which I'm hearing good things about. You've, you've recommended Dragon Prince. I've recommended Dragon Prince. Yeah. It's pretty good. Okay. Metal Wolf Chaos XD. Chris had no idea what I'm talking about when I mentioned this. Go back to our E3 episode with me and Felipe last year. It's finally out. It's quite fun. Uh, made by From Software, the makers of Dark Souls. Uh, all in English, though, where the 47th president, this is our future, uh, the VP stages a, stages a coup and labels him as a terrorist. So you jump into your mech suit that you happen to have beneath the White House, jump out of the exploding Oval Office screaming, let's party, and decide to take America back by blowing everybody up. Cool. All right. It's pretty fun, and it is hysterical, though I think some of it is by accident. Uh, granted, I don't think that him grabbing a missile and yelling, suck on my missile punch, and, vice, and punching the vice president mech in the face with a missile, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they did. And uh, Chris, I, I, I know I put you on the spot, but do you have any other medias you would throw in like that? I can't stay long. Um, you've already mentioned a lot of them. Um, let's see. Uh, damn. Um, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's fine. No, no, no. Um, fuck, I just had it. It was that in was good my. Too. It was in my head, and I just had it. Fuck, I just had it. That's my favorite. Oh God, go watch Detective Pikachu if you haven't already. I thought that was. I it's thought, on. I thought, you yeah, rent it now. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. Um, Check out check out Cannon Busters. Cannon Busters. I was going to say I was yeah. watching it before you came in. I'm two episodes in. I really like the um. And you, we were both tweet, tweeting about it. Yeah, that's such an exciting thing for anime representation too. I'm so, you, I still can't believe that happened. Yeah, tri- if you're if you're a fan of Trigun, if you're a fan yes. of Cowboy, Bebop, very space western inspired, it, you know, outlaw star, uh, but predominantly black cast and and creator. It's fun. It's um, a, it's it's a fun show. I'm, it's still taking me a little bit to kind of warm up to the uh, to warm up to this world because uh, I'm not I'm not huge on sci fi. Oh, but I, I am. But it's cool. It's really cool. Check it out. And I'm absolutely in a minute and a half, and I've already got the biggest crush on Sam. Mm-hmm. I got problems. Check out Sonic the Hedgehog and OKKO. OKKO. Still need to watch it. Yeah, I have. I've only seen uh, um, like some of the majority of clips. 
Uh, it looks good. Yeah, it does. It does look. It's cool. ending soon. Did you hear about it's that? already ended. Well, it's did it air the finale already? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. a, it's on the apps now, so you, oh. you'll have to go check it I'm out. I'm only a little ways into that show, but I love it. Yeah. I'm still watch Steven. Someday. Someday we're going to do yeah. all the senior episodes. I have to go. Yes. Because I'm past my time. Okay. But everyone, thank you uh, for thank you for having me again, John. And thank I'm, you for coming. Yeah. And I will catch you guys later. Yes, we will be back. Um, I'm going to keep this going. I'm going to let you. I'm going to wish you well. Let me go to the bathroom first. All right. I'm not going to watch uh, for that. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye, 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 Chris. Chris is going to the bathroom, and I'm just going to uh, wish everyone happy rest of your year. Maybe we'll see you back uh, this Christmas, possibly, you know, watching something something crazy at Chris's house again, like Christmas tree. Go back to the Christmas tree episode and commentary. That was the favorite. Uh, but, yeah, thanks to and thanks to everybody for our audience has grown over the past year, particularly, and I, I, anybody who's been enjoying this, thank you, because that's that's one of the reasons... That's probably the main reason I, I do stuff with this. It's just fun to share these sort of things and, and funny, either our, our takes or just funny talks about this, this sort of thing. And, and, uh, be it Chris, be it guests, it's always, it, it's fun making these things. Not so much editing them. That takes a long time, but it's worth it. But just sitting here and just talking these sort of things, uh, it, it wouldn't happen otherwise. And the fact that we've got a bunch of people still, still continuing to come back to it means a lot. So for the rest of this year, I'm John. And I'm Chris Wade. And I can't think of a good... It's not a fatality. It's because we're not dying. It's not a fatality. We're not starting over. Friendship! Friendship saves the day. Yay! (laughs) Bye! So will you please say hello to the folks that I know. Tell them I won't be long. They'll be happy to know that as you saw me go, I was singing this song. Everybody! We'll be our